0: about the colby assessment it's a tool that companies experts and employers will use to measure the way individuals um, take action when they strive so how can you use your personal individualized colby results to be more productive less stressed and even happier Well, stick around because today on the Waste Up Wardrobe show, my guest expert is going to explain all of this. So stick around. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for episode 97 of Waste Up Wardrobe, where we're bringing you a new, fresh show every single time. It's about entrepreneurship. It's about how to show up professionally on camera and off camera, but it's everything that relates to entrepreneurship and being in business for yourself. So... Thank you for being here. We are on iTunes, so rate us, review us, download us, and listen to us, even if you can't watch. And I just want to start by saying thank you to my super awesome producer, Rick Moscozo, who is always here in the production room making everything go around. There he is picking out his... Uh, Virtual head or his cartoon head, and uh, he sometimes makes uh, guest appearances on the show because we always love that gentleman's perspective that he has to offer. So today we have a really special guest who is an expert at um, deciphering and explaining and using the Colby assessment. And um, if you are in business for yourself, or if you are an employer, employee, or part of a company, you it is likely that. That you've heard of the Colby assessment and that it is a tool that companies use to, to see where to fit employees in certain positions in companies. But sometimes the results we get from Colby can be very voluminous and it would be hard to decipher. So today's show is designed to bring you an expert that can actually help you decode what your very own Colby assessment says about you and um, and show you how to use the tool in the most optimum way. So allow me to brag a little bit about my my guest, um, Kelly Tenney, is a lifelong learner. She's an educator and curriculum expert. She's also a course strategist. Kelly has been teaching for over 20 years, empowering others through education. Her desire to empower even more led her to start her own company, Teach Your Brilliance. She offers curriculum creation and course strategy services to creators, influencers, and experts who are looking to turn their wisdom into wealth. So please. Please help me welcome Kelly to the show and help me uh, uh, help me uh, just really explore her brilliance today. Hi, Kelly. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I am so
0: thrilled because I will tell you, I can't tell you how many people I run into in business that will say, oh, I just got a Colby assessment for all these employees I potentially want to hire. But, oh, my God, all that information, I don't know how to, you know, how to sift through it. So this is a really important show for so many business owners, entrepreneurs, because we are all familiar with this tool, but we sometimes don't really know how to use it. And it, it can be overwhelming. But before I get started, I just want to play a little game that we play at the beginning of the show. And it's uh, it's like 60 seconds to get to know you on a personal level. It's right. basically it's super easy. Um, okay. It's answer that question. I'm just going to fire some questions to you and you just, the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. Okay. Running or swimming? Running.
1: Tell me why. Well, believe it or not, I was actually on the swim team in high school, which is really strange that I would now rather, when I hated running in high school, but um, I, I've been a runner since probably I think I started when I had my first daughter, which was, you know, 12 years ago. And I've actually run 28 marathons. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow! 28 marathons. And so people always ask me, like, why do you run these marathons? And, you know, as a, you know, as a busy mom who also is a business owner, I find that running is the only time where people actually don't need me. So like, I'm like, you know, it's the only time nobody bothers me is when I'm actually on a run. So that's probably where my love for running grew. But I definitely prefer to be on the pavement and not in the swimming pool.
0: Well, that's very interesting. I didn't even know you had a history of swimming. So I guess kind of both. But, um, you know, running is sort of that it fulfills that soul, right? You get like that soul uh, fulfillment, which I
1: totally understand. Mm -hmm. Okay, one more question. Okay, middle schoolers or college students? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna have to say college students. And tell me why. So, I think you know that I used to be a middle school health teacher. I was a middle school health teacher for 15 years, and now I teach um, at a local university here in Southern California. And I sometimes will joke and I will say they're kind of the same. Like middle school students and college students are not that much different. However, it's a lot easier for a college student to kind of pull back and pay attention. And so, there's not so much fidgeting and disruption. They, they've learned manners for the most part by the time they get to college. So, that's why I'm going to say college students. And you still teach at the college level? I do. Mm-hmm.
0: I still teach full time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I I love this little window to you know your personal. Other than you're more than just the Colby assessor yes. <laughs> expert, right? right. Um, but let's dive right in. So tell us a little bit. We just want to lay a foundation for the
1: audience. What is the Colby assessment? So the Colby assessment is probably grouped in there with a lot of other personality strengths assessments and things like that. You know, we know there's the Enneagram and there's the disc and, you know, there's um, human design. And and so the Colby is right in that category, that umbrella of other strengths type of assessments. Um, But the Colby is actually very unique and where... um, Some other assessments measure things like intelligence, they measure personality, they might measure social style, um, but Colby actually measures instinct, which is what sets it apart from from some of those other tests.
0: Yeah. And so when you're taking a Colby assessment, um, and we talked a a little bit about this, there's no real negative results, right? It's more of just a tool of more knowledge about yourself.
1: Can you explain that piece? Yeah, and something that I love about Colby is for anybody who's taken the assessment or for anybody who is about to, you'll find at the end when you get your results, Christine, I don't know if you remember this, it says you got the perfect score. And it says that to everybody, which I I really love because I think, um, you know, there are a lot of assessments that have, you know, positive or more negative connotations. And the Colby doesn't do that. The Colby recognizes that um, regardless of your score, your score is perfect and what we can do from that is we can then have that inner knowledge and use the Colby to be more effective and more efficient in the way we do things so I just love that um, I love that piece I love that take on it doesn't matter what your score is all scores are good and it really just gives you insight to who you are and the way you do things
0: I I think that's great. And it's
1: nice because you feel like it's okay to share your scores.
0: I know people always share their scores when it comes to Colby uh, because, you know, you don't feel like you're less than anybody because you have a perfect score. Um, just you know, measuring and assessing yourself, right? It's you versus yes. you. Um, so uh, Susie Hickson is here, and she said she's been looking forward to the show, and that she <laughs> likes that you differentiated why the Colby's different. Thank mm-hmm. you for being here, Susie. Uh, Susie is an attorney in Kentucky, and uh, she oftentimes does join us for the show. So um, I'm glad she's here, and she is very interested in this topic. So um, who uses the Colby? Is it primarily an educators, employers, or
1: what has been your experience with that? So the great thing about the Colby is because of the way they've layered the assessment, it really can be used by anybody. So uh, as you mentioned in my bio, I do a lot of online course creation. I love to know my clients Colby scores when possible, because it helps me structure the way I talk to them, you know, the way I might, um, help them build a timeline it really gives me insight to the kinds of things that they're going to need support in um and So, you know, so any entrepreneur, any, any person, single person can benefit from knowing their own Colby, but where we really see it, which um, I think is a different kind of um, perspective to the Colby also, is we see it a lot in small businesses and companies. Mm. So for example, Susie, I know Christine mentioned you're, you know, you're an attorney. If you have paralegals that you work with, if you have office administrators that you work with, it can really give. Um, employees some insight on who they are working with and their coworkers to really help them make sure that they are communicating in a way that is going to be easy and less stressful. And we see it um, also used by like leadership teams. So the C-suites in the companies, managers and the leaders in companies um, can use it to help better understand one, the roles and the positions that they fill, and two, who they are working with and how they can best support the people under them. So it's really dynamic in terms of how the Colby can be used.
0: Yeah. And I took the Colby test because I had heard you talk about it. And I'm so interested in the psychology of how I how people think in general and how I think and how why I do the things I do. So I really get very intrigued by these tests. And yeah. Kristen is here, Kristen Levine, and she's saying she's never taken the assessment. And
1: how would she be able to do that if she wanted to? Can you give her some advice on that? Yeah. So anybody can take the assessment by just going to Colby.com. And that's kolbe.com and you'll see a little button um, on the top right hand that says take the Colby A index and the Colby A index is the part that is just for us as individuals. Yes.
0: Okay. So uh, Rick might be able to pop that here into the comments. Colby.com is where you can go take the Colby A for the ind- for individuals, which is what I took. And that's what we're gonna get into next. I can't wait. wait. And here's my little diagram. <laughs> and apparently I am a six seven three four. That's how I hear people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is gonna be interesting to dissect a little bit, and because I have a perfect score. I'm not embarrassed to put it out there. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yep. I love it. So these four categories, let's break that down a little bit. It measures your fact find. It says the the first column is fact finder, Mm -hmm. follow through the second one, quick start and implementer. Can you just take, let's take them one by one. And
1: can you just kind of explain what each one means? Yeah. And before I explain what each one means, one thing that I do want to add that I think is important to understand is when you take the Colby, the Colby, you know, I said the Colby measures your instinct, but what it does is it's actually your score is reflecting your instinctive way of how you do things. And in the Colby world, they call it your MO or your method of operation. But it really gives you, it's going to give you a greater understanding of basically your human nature and what your, how, where your instincts are in terms of where you instinctively want to take action. So that's what the score means. So when we look at those four pillars, um, the fact finder, which is your first number, and your number was a six, your fact finder? Yeah, mine was a six. Uh Okay, I'm a six too. In fact, I think our Colby scores are actually pretty similar. (laughs) Um, But your fact finder is going to provide insight on how comfortable you are with details. So you'll go from, you know, one end to the spectrum and uh, like a, a one would be somebody who is not detailed oriented, who feels overwhelmed by details and who potentially is one of those like, just give me the big idea. I don't need to know all the thing. Right. And then on the other side of the scale for Colby, it's going to be someone who is very detailed oriented. So they want all of the details. You can't leave everything, anything out. They love research. They love numbers. And you are a six, which means you are kind of in the middle, but you're more inclined to want to know the details, to want to maybe have the research behind something um, and so forth. You might not be somebody who spends all their time digging for it, but you certainly appreciate it and like to have details when you are in certain situations. Yeah. So that is the fact. (laughs) that's explained. And uh, just before
0: we move on to the next piece, um, Susie's asking, if you've taken it in the past, should you take this periodically or do you not take it periodically? That's a really good question.
1: That is a really great question. And, you know, I know a lot of these types of tests tell you that um, they never, the assessments, the scores never change, but I truly believe that as things happen to us, and as we evolve, and as we grow, we do change. So I think that you could take one, you know, I'd say maybe not necessarily every five years, but certainly if you've gone through some kind of life event, maybe a change in jobs, something that's maybe um, led you to saying, I need to do things in a different way. Um, Colby believes that we go through transitions, which means that sometimes we're in limbo of how we're um, how we think we're being asked to do something and what our instinct is. And I think during these transition times, it can be really helpful to retake the Colby.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm so glad to be asked that.
1: So the next is the follow through. Yes. Tell us about that. So follow through is not to be confused with following through. I get a lot of people that are like, oh, I got a low number, that means I'm not a good person to follow through and that's it's totally different. So follow through is all about um, how you, what your instinct is around arranging and designing or how much structure you prefer. So somebody who is a higher number, In follow through, prefers more structure, more organization. Um, I'm an eight in follow through. So I really need, like, I need the outline, I need the agenda, I need the map, I need all the things. And then somebody who might be on the, have a lower number on their follow through is somebody who's kind of like, they wing it, they go with the flow. They're kind of like, and Christine, I know we talked about this yesterday, but I'm gonna share it because I think it's such a great example a higher number on the follow through. We're the people that like take out the instructions from Ikea. We make sure all the bolts are in order. Maybe we make sure they're color coordinated. And then the people who are lower numbers on the follow through might be those people that are like, I don't need the instructions. I'm just going to start building. Um, And my husband is very low on follow through. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, give me the instructions and let's count all the nails (laughs) before we get started. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. And I have a high score on that as well. I have a seven on that. So that's my Mm -hmm. uh, highest score actually with with
1: the Colby. Um, So next would be your quick start. Yes. So the quick start examines how likely a person is to take an uncalculated risk. So again, a lot of people go, Oh, quick start, that means how, um, how fast I will take action. And it really is more around our instinct to jump in when there is a risk at hand. So somebody who is a lower number on the quick start is less likely to jump into action when they see that there are risks at hand. Um, somebody who is in the higher level of the quick start is kind of those people that are like, I don't know how the, how deep the water is, but I'm going to jump in anyways. Right. Um, I'm very low quick start. It's my lowest number. And I'm like, how cold is the water? Uh, how deep is the water? Which way is the current going? Right. You know, I have to like test the wind before, before I jump in. And so that's really around risk taking more than it is around action taking interesting so that is a really important
0: distinction right yes mm-hmm. so it doesn't mean that you you you're not an action taker because mine as well is very low it's mm-hmm. I, it's a three mm-hmm. and I was like but I am an action taker like that's that's like me totally. but I love yes. that you distinguish that because it is about the calculated risk how mm-hmm. much- calculations you do before you take the risk, which kind of makes sense that Mm -hmm. high on detail because all those questions, right, that I asked to get to, to, to then jump in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So finally the implementer, this is the
1: one I know the
0: least about. So I'm just curious to, for you to explain this one.
1: And, and it's funny with these names, because I know when we see the names again with the implementer, a lot of people will say, like, wait a minute, but I, I implement like does that mean that I don't implement and that's not the case with the implementer either the implementer is around your instinct to construct like a solid solution. And so one of the things that they share with us when in the Colby consultation training, which I think is really helpful for everybody, is they talk about the movie Apollo 13. Do you remember the movie Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks, right? And, and there's that conversation when they realize that the module is broken, right? And so you've got, um, I think it's Ed Harris, who's on there. And he's like, we need to get them from here to here. Right. And there's all those people and they're throwing out solutions. Those people would be what we consider low numbered implementers. They're visionaries. They can talk about the solution. They can come up with the vision and the idea. And then if you remember, then it goes to where they actually go and they build the thing and they just dump all the things on the table and they get to work and they start constructing like the actual hard solution of what it's going to look like. And that is where the higher numbers of implementers come in. So the implementer number is really an indication of, are you a visionary or are you someone who's like, I need you to show me a model of exactly how that's going to look? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, it is interesting. And I think it's really valuable when you're not only talking about yourself um, and knowing your own score, uh, your own score, but also in the workplace, because, you know, I think that. Sometimes we wonder like, gosh, she's got this great vision and I just can't wrap my brain around what that would look like. Or you might have people that you work with that are like, you know, you're like, this is the company's vision. And they're like, I don't get it. And we feel like there's a disconnect, but there really isn't a disconnect. It probably is a reflection of their implementer score where it's like, well, if you just drew it out. Or if you um, mind mapped it out, right, for those of us that like structure and organization, then I could kind of wrap my brain around it. So Mm -hmm. it's really that visionary versus that like, show me the hard picture of what that would actually look like. Like show me how that vision comes together. Is that right? Yes. And there can be some really powerful partnerships, I think, between people who maybe are the visionaries you know, they might need somebody to come in and say, okay, let me take your vision and let me actually help you build it out because that wouldn't be where their instinct would be. Mm. And vice versa, there's those people that maybe are like, "I, I can only see what is in front of me and they might need some support and like, let me help you vision, you know, let me help you kind of come out of the box and start imagining what things could be like. So it's a really, it's a really, cool characteristic, I think. And I think knowing somebody's implementer score um, really can lead to some strategic partnering when it comes to growing businesses and being successful, having a more effective team and so forth.
0: Yeah, because then you want to join people to your team that sort of are on that sliding scale of different scores on
1: the implementer scale, possibly, right? Yeah. 100%. You know, when we're talking about like, like, you wouldn't want your COO, your chief of operations to be a visionary, right? Like they need to be somebody who's like, let me build it out, let me structure it and so forth. But your CEO, for example, should probably be someone who is on the low implementer scale, someone who sees the bigger vision and so forth. So that's where this really gets interesting in terms of building out teams and working within companies, um, because obviously, you know, there are a marketing person should be a vision visionary, right? But the financial officer should not be, they should be somebody who has hard numbers and so forth. And I think this insight is so valuable, again, not only for your own company, you know, you might say like, oh, budgeting is so hard for me, like the whole, you know, the whole um, finance piece of my own business is so difficult. I feel like I can't run my business when in reality, that's not true. It just might be your Colby is a reflection, that your instinct isn't to be that detailed isn't to have those hard numbers. And that's where you know, we can learn, maybe we should hire someone to help us with this piece.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what's the like highest score you can get in either uh, any of these categories? Is it, have you ever seen like, is it a 10? What's the, the scale? The scale is a um, nine. Okay. So, and there's no zero, I would imagine. There is no zero. Okay. So it's one or one to nine. Yes. Have you seen scores that high or that low?
1: I see a lot of scores that um, are nines, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. And I do see some that are ones, The general, in general, most people are very similar to your score. They have a couple that are on the higher numbers and a couple that are on the lower numbers. Typically, when you look at the Colby, there are some, there usually is one category where you're like, oh, you're you're pretty clear up in this range. Um, but yeah, there are definitely some people that are on one end or the other. And it's interesting when you work with people, um, uh, or when you have that insight about yourself, when you're on one of those extremes and you're like, oh, this makes so much sense because those of us in the middle can kind of, um, go back and forth. And, you know, one of the things that the Colby isn't intended to do, it's intended to give you insight about your instinct Because it recognizes that when you're working out of your instinct, that's where stress comes from. Yeah. You know, so going back to that, if you're, you know, if you have to do the budget for a company, and you're like, I don't know why the budget is so stressful to me. It's probably because of the Colby score. Right, And so what it does is it allows us to say, now I recognize why this is such a stressful piece, because I'm actually working outside of what my instinct is. And it allows us to pull in support so that things are not so stressful.
0: Yeah. So how can an individual really, how can they use that for like their
1: results to really handle some of these things like the stress or, you know, or productivity? That's a great question. So when you take the Colby, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to get a really clear picture on what things don't work for you. And the Colby is meant to empower us to stop doing the things that don't work for us. And the number that four number result can actually help you focus your time and energy so that you're more productive. Because we're also recognizing, if you're not working within your instinct, then you're probably also not working very effectively. Um, and so, the, the the Colby score will direct you towards um, where you should spend your time and energy so that you can be more productive. And it will actually also allow you to identify which things potentially you're not supposed to be doing because they cause so much stress. So that you can either delegate or you can just simply say, I'm I don't need to do this, you know, type of thing, or you can build a team that is, you know, complementary of your strengths and and so forth.
0: Yeah. Um, Can it also help you in life? I mean, we talked about
1: business, you know, work about in life in general? Yeah. um, You know, it can, it can help you in relationships across the board, whether it's a relationship with a loved one, a relationship with a coworker. I I know my kids' Colby scores also so that I I can support them in how I communicate and the things that I ask them to do. And, you know, even just knowing my husband's Colby, I know, for example, if I send him to the store and I just tell him to get dinner, it's gonna be a very stressful situation for him because he is a low fact finder. Um, so he's not going to think about recipes. he's not going to look recipes up or products up. So I know when he goes to the store I have to I have to structure it for him and say like this is what we need right And so that obviously can be something that can help our relationship if I understand where you know what my husband's Colby is in terms of things that I I don't ask him to budget because he is not a structured person okay. right and so that helps us because i know that in the past before i knew about colby budgeting would be something that we would argue about you know i would be like don't you look at the bank account and you know this and the taxes and i would feel like he doesn't care or he's not financially responsible and you know when we would butt heads over it but now understanding that that's actually not the case his instinct isn't just to be that structured Now we can balance our relationship and our marriage when it comes to household things um, and so forth. So I think it's really helpful. I know all of my family's Colby's, which not only was fun because I was like, that makes a lot of sense. But again, I know who I can turn to when I need something or who's going to, you know, if I need to brainstorm, I know who to call. If I need an actual plan, I know who not to call, you know, and so it can help in that manner too.
0: Yeah. That's so, that's so fascinating. I think I'm going to like sign up all my kids to take yes. <laughs> all my family members, including my husband. I think this is like, so yeah. fascinating. and It such- really is. Yeah. It really is.
1: You know, and, and I teach college and I even tell my students like, you guys should go take the Colby because it gives us just so much insight. And I think it also, gives us some breathing room and the ability to relax around things where we're like, you know, maybe we have negative self-talk around things that we don't do well or things that we can't do. You know, maybe we're like, I don't know why I always do this when it comes to this task. Mm. But I think it's just so important for both professional and personal growth to just have insight on yourself and be able to say, oh, that's why that is always such a stressful situation for me.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's that's uh, um, that's a really great. It's a great tool for that. So
1: mm-hmm. we, we, you
0: know, when I was speaking to you um, pre-show, you, you indicated that there's three types of Colby tests. There's the Colby A, the B, and the C. Can you yes. just give us a, a quick difference for the audience what those are, the differences?
1: Yeah. So the Colby A test is that personal test that's going to measure your instinctive ways to take action. And you can use it for yourself to be more productive, to be less stressed around certain tasks, um, to be able to just unlock insight, both with yourself at work and with your dynamics with your family. And that's I know the one that you took. And that's what most of us will take as individuals. And then there's the Colby E, uh, sorry, the Colby B test and the Colby B measures a person's perception of their own job responsibilities. So for anybody who is in a position, whether it's a CEO position, maybe it's an administrative position, maybe you're a teacher, um, whatever it may be, the Colby B is actually going to give you insight on, how you think your roles are in your job and what it's meant to do is it's meant to be compared to your colby a to be able to say like oh so in this job of how i think i'm supposed to be this is opposite of how i actually am and it can allow us either to open conversations for how we're doing our jobs or what our roles and responsibilities are or at the, you know, at the very least, it can give us insight again on, okay, now I understand why grading papers is so painful for me, for example. Yeah. And then the Colby C. And then the Colby C is really meant to, um, be used in a work setting and the Colby C measures the functional expectation of a specific position. So, um, If you, Christine, for example, was ready to bring on some team members, you could take the Colby C based on the positions that you want to hire for. So let's say you're like, I need a COO, I need a CFO. You would take the Colby C to define what a Colby score would look like for your perfect COO and your perfect CFO. Mm -hmm. And then through the hiring process, you could have people take the Colby A and you could compare whose Colby is closest to how I envision them being in that role in my company.
0: Yeah. Wow. So that's interesting. There are these different iterations of it that can mm-hmm. help you in different capacities, which I think is amazing. Well, yeah. you are, you uh, have been so generous to allow mm-hmm. people with the trigger word, a hashtag Colby and shine that's K O L B E and shine Colby and shine that they would have 15 minutes with you to sort of assess their Colby um, score and talk to you about that. So yes. uh, for anybody who wants to Connect with Kelly, um, put in the hashtag Colby and Shine, and uh, Kelly will jump on a call and for 15 minutes and, and kind of give you a little window and a little insight into um, your specific Colby um, mm-hmm. support. So thank you for offering that, I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. And this was so fascinating. Um, I am so intrigued by this. I think it's such an important uh, tool for people in mm-hmm. business to really use to assess um, others or to really assess themselves so they can be better leaders, really. Yeah. Um, as we close, I'm about to wrap up with our little a waste up word recap. Tell me, is there anything else we should know about the Colby and um, the role? And I'm just going to reiterate with the hashtag Colby and Shine. Kelly will, um, will you know, get give you 15 minutes of really getting digging
1: deep into your very mm-hmm. own assessment. Yeah, I think the the number one thing to remember for anybody who's going to go take the Colby is that there is no bad score. So the Colby is just a true reflection of who you are, whether you have a high or low number that does not reflect any kind of positive or negative connotation. And the other thing is I would just encourage anybody who feels stress around certain situations whether it's your work situation or there's something at home where you're, you know you have some resistance against to take the colby because it can give you some really good insight and more importantly especially if we get on a call we can talk about tools and strategies to use to kind of help relieve some of that stress around some of the things uh some of the roles that you might have either in your work or in your family
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much. That is such good advice. And thank you for being here. And I'm just going to go ahead and wrap up this amazing Mm -hmm. show. I really I feel like it's one that people can come back to and so many people listen on the replay too and just get educated. I think we took a topic that looks very overwhelming because there are so many assessments out there and we really boiled it down to some nuggets and the waste up word of weekly wrap up. The main takeaway here is remember what Kelly said. She said that um, there is no bad score when it comes to Colby. Your score is the perfect score and it's just an assessment of how you take action when you strive and so that you have to remember that and a tool to remember if you want to get yourself assessed and do a Colby a test as for you as an individual go to colby.com a couple tips to remember is look at the results and you know use the results to see where you can better maybe improve um, your stress factors if you are feeling a little bit of stress in your current uh, position or if you're feeling a little stress as a as a leader or if you're feeling Feeling like uh any stress or relationships by taking the Colby, you might be able to kind of undo some of that um, because you might just need to be thinking about it and looking at it differently. So think about that. And finally, action item. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go and have every member of my family take the Colby test at Colby.com because I would love to have some insight into how we can all sort of interact as a team. So there you have it, the Waste Up of weekly wrap-up, and we'll see you next time. Same place at 1130 live here on Thursday, where we're going to bring you a new fresh show. So uh, think about joining us and bring a friend.